Sweat Event, SweatEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03. Live from the Low T Center studio, Jason Swain, Ben McKee. Ben, good morning, man. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How be you? Uh, I'll be, I be good. Uh, I think today's going to be a great show. Had a nice Swain event meeting. Um, at Dead End Barbecue for for lunch. Um, that was actually the last time that I that I that I ate was yesterday at uh, eleven o'clock. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day, man. So, I tried something new yesterday. You did. I'm proud of you, Ben. Man, you deserve a pat on the back. What What is the the name for it on the on the menu? I got the meatloaf, but it's the cheddar meatloaf, right? Yeah, cheddar, cheddar. It's the cheddar meatloaf. Okay, uh, it don't it don't have a, like a special name like Ben's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ben's meatloaf. But I knew it wasn't just meatloaf. I, I knew it had cheddar, so it was delicious. I, I'm I'm mad at myself that I haven't gotten it before. I I like meatloaf, so I'm I'm surprised I haven't tried it before. The problem is the the Bernie Mac and the Mac Attack, or I like the dry rub wings. They're they're so good that when when you go to Dead in once a month or once every two weeks. When or you do go, you want to have week. your your favorite thing. So I branched out yesterday. I I told you when we were leaving the studio, I'm going to try something new today, and you didn't believe me. Nope, I didn't. But uh, nope, and, and no technically, I, I I wasn't going to try something new when I when I got there. I was like, hey, you know what? I just have a, a pound of dry rub wings. I haven't had a pound of dry rub wings in a minute. I was I was missing them. And I was looking over the menu, started asking about the meatloaf, and I was encouraged to uh, to go ahead and just get the the meatloaf with some mashed potatoes and, and cream corn, and whew, it was so good. I know uh, Caleb and Athens can appreciate the meatloaf. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, it, it is. It is. It is fantastic. <clears throat> so we had a nice nice meeting, man, about what we were going to talk about today, um, and that was. That fans, you finally get what you want, baby. Those tickets to be reduced. Those ticket prices to be reduced. Um, not everybody is jumping for the moon and happy because it has affected some uh, in different ways than others. But uh, there's a large majority of of fans that go to games that have that will uh, experience a price reduction in their tickets, um, and so. We'll get to that. I got, had a nice opportunity on Tuesday um, to really get the details and the specifics of <clears throat> this transition, the ticket uh, modernization, and uh, it was released yesterday at 1 p.m., um, so I couldn't talk about it yesterday morning. I couldn't talk about it because the release was, was going to be at 1 p.m., so we here now. We can talk about it now. Um, so here we are, man. A lot of people over the years calling you into the Swain event, um, voicing their opinion on social media or um, message boards, talked about the, the prices just being just being way too high. And I think the first thing people think about is, oh, man, they're dropping prices because the product on the field stinks. Well, <clears throat> that's really not the reason. That's not the reason. So I saw a lot of hot takes um, 
on on social media. Never wasn't going to correct them because, quite frankly, they should have you know just done their own homework. But um, that's not the reason. Uh, the reason is this athletic department has um, they made a lot of money, but <clears throat> maximizing the efforts is is what this plan is all about. It's about maximizing the potential of the the best fan base in college football in that in athletics, and so having high tickets, whether you're winning or losing, is still high. It may be it may feel like it's worth it more when it's high, but it's still high, and you're pricing out families. So it was about making sure that families are able to go as well as everyone else. So you want everybody sitting having a seat at the table. So if you're a big time donor, big time booster, and you know you drop six figures in donation, and you want a certain area of the stadium, you want to sit and have a certain view. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna give you that. If you don't have that much um, of a donation, but still want to go to the game, and not only do you want to go to the game, but you wanna you wanna create some memories with your family. You wanna take. Uh, a family of four or a family of five, well, we don't want to price you out to where you can't do that. And that's that's been the case. Um, there's going to be a, a family section is, is what I was um, made aware of. So there'll be an area in the stadium where, you know, be families will be able to experience um, a sporting event there in Neyland Stadium. Um, there's a downside for some folks, and some folks who have – had it a certain way for a long time. So you, you know, given that donation 20, 25 years ago, uh, a father or grandfather did that, and um, you have been basically not paying anything this whole entire time, but having the same tickets and the same seats as people that have been paying consistently year in and year out, um, that's going away. And it's about, you know, look, Leveling the playing field, uh, being fair, you know, being equal, and it's about what's doing what's best for the university and the program. So sometimes, like we look at ourselves when our situation changes or you know situation that we're currently in, and it benefits us the best. And sometimes we only think about ourselves. Only think about ourselves. Nah, you know, I got it good. But if you got to get it, that means somebody else is probably suffering for you to have it good. Or something is not fair on the other side for you to have this advantage. It's typically how it goes. Well, if you have been experiencing that for years and years and years and years and years, and now here's a change, I'll just tell you if, if I was in that person's shoes. I would be like, well, I mean, I had a good run. I mean, I was able to take advantage of, um, you know, my my advantage or my perk or or my specialty relationship with maybe with somebody. I was able to ride that wave as long as I did. All good things don't last forever, but what's best for the program is what I is is what I want to do. And that's just part of – that's just being part of a team. 
Like, you understand the team concept. So, yeah, at first it might sting. Like, oh, man, I had it good for so long. But now it's going to change. Yeah, I might be a little taken back at first. But big picture is like, hey, man, this is this is best for the athletic program. And so Tennessee is, quite frankly, behind in some areas when it comes to this model. So no more of the umbrella seat seating where you make a big donation to the football, then they just give you basketball tickets. That's that's no longer a thing. And man, it's um it's it's been going on going on in the SEC for over a decade. And we just be, we're just behind and just leaving a lot of money on the table. So this is why it's good to bring in a fresh perspective, someone from the outside. Uh, and Danny White has done that, certainly with his perspective being, you know, not an insider, not part of the Tennessee family originally. You know, now he is. But he's brought people with him that has served at different stops inside of the SEC. And what they have learned is, wow, you can – you can really maximize your athletic budget by allowing fans to make donations with basketball separate from football. And basketball program right now is is pretty dang good in a good spot. Well, Rick Barnes is consistently recruiting a top five um, class. Now, we want a better finish right in the tournament. No one's disagreeing with that. But there was a time when SEC basketball – was an afterthought. Quite frankly, it was just boo-boo. It was boo-boo. Except for Kentucky, Florida won the championship back-to-back there in the mid-2000s. But outside of that, eh, eh, you, didn't, you didn't really have a competition. You didn't have a parity. Parity, you had Kentucky, you might have had one other school that had a good year that year, and then they – they stunk the next year, and that was it. And SEC basketball just wasn't, it just wasn't, it just wasn't that great. Eyeballs just really wasn't there. But that all has changed, Ben, mm-hmm. in the last couple of years with the hiring of of some some great coaches. And now this league is one of the best leagues in 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 the NCAA. Period mm-hmm. in the country. So fans are coming out to basketball, and this gives athletic programs across the country, especially Tennessee, an opportunity. Um, to capitalize on that and do it in a fair way, do it in a transparent way, do it in a fair way. Um, and I think that is going to serve Tennessee in the long run best. And if you want the best facilities, you want the best resources for our players, you want to be able to go hire the best coaches um, and take coaches from other schools, whatever, um, here in the near future, well, you gotta have you got to have an athletic budget. And Tennessee used to have one of the best and the biggest in the country. And listen, we bring in money, but we're not maximizing our true potential. And yes, your true potential can be reached when you're winning games on the field. But not if the model was unfair. Not if the ticket prices are unfair and all out of whack. So this is a clear case of, not doing things like we've always done it. Eh, it's just the way we've always done it. If I change what we've always done, well, that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean it's, it's the right direction. Other schools have been uh, doing it differently and doing it better for for a long time. And you know, just because we have been in our own echo chamber, 
who's been in our own echo chamber, it's been it's been really hard to see that we can do it a different way in a better way. So here we are. Not saying that this is good for everybody, Ben, but it is good for um, a lot of folks that will be able to go to the games at a cheaper price at a at a fair rate uh, and be able to take a family. And there's going to be some renovations done. Um, the Lower West Club is being is 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 a uh, area of focus. Um, there's going to be a second um, video board. Uh, there's going to be seats being taken out. That's going to happen. That's going to affect people's seats, and they'll have first priority. And um, you know, being able to sit somewhere else. Um, so, change is coming. I think change is coming in a good way. Yeah, I I'm not well versed in the season ticket sales or owning season tickets. So maybe somebody can call in and, and educate me, the show, on on why this would be a bad thing, but I, I just don't see how it how it could be a bad thing. I, I think this is a really nice, thoughtful plan that is in the best interest of Tennessee. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And the three bullet points that really stick out to me in terms of what's new about this ticket plan is the the fact that Tennessee is trying not to outprice families anymore. Uh, Danny White was on vol calls last night and said that the idea behind the new ticket plan is to make Neyland Stadium more accessible wants to make things even for everyone and at a price that hasn't been available in the in the past, they felt like Tennessee had outpriced some families throughout the state. How can anyone argue against that? Mm-hmm. I, I think that is a, a great initiative. Uh, and then also, the person next to you should be paying the same price mm. as you are. Mm. And Danny White said he's not a believer and free lunch, the person sitting next to you should be paying the same price. And I, I tend to agree with, with that. And, and maybe that's where my lack of knowledge with season tickets comes into place and, and these grandfathered-in deals that families have had for, for years and years and years. But th- those deals aren't in the best interest of Tennessee. If, if Tennessee wants to have the best facilities in the country and, and be able to renovate Neyland Stadium long term they've got some short term things that are going to be in place next season the the new video board in the north end zone the the what do they call the west club the, the, there's 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 some structural things that they have to uh, fix with the lower west club yes um, but they they're working on getting some things in place by next season but then there's also because Neyland Stadium is this is what the 100th season it's old it, it's old it, it needs to be renovated so there's some long term plans that that need to be made and followed through with and you're not going to be able to do those to to fulfill those plans and also take care of the football facility or or other facilities on campus if you don't restructure these these grandfathered in deals it's not even restructure if you don't eliminate these these deals that have been going on little side deals that have been going on for years and years and years it, it's hurting Tennessee I mean it, it really is so from from an athletic department standpoint, it's hard to argue that point as well, trying to make sure that, that everybody's, A, paying the same thing, 
and B, people aren't taking advantage of the situation from something that happened years and years and years ago. And then the the umbrella effect uh, may be the one that bothers people the most, uh, getting rid of the the umbrella um, course of action to to where if you donate a certain amount to football, you're, you're taken care of for basketball. Well, basketball has been losing out on a, on a bunch of money. Tons of money. Because of that, and you brought this up, and Danny White mentioned it on Vol Calls as well last night in, in terms of the – umbrella stance going away he said that it's really important to clean that up and set it up in a modern way the people we compete with the mm-hmm. ones who have some of the best budgets in the country to allow them to compete at a high level we need to compete with them and how they do business we're a little late to the game but with the passion of our fans it won't take long to catch up so Again, I'm not the most well-versed in season tickets because my family did not have season tickets growing up. I, I don't know how this can or can't affect uh, from, from family to family. Again, the phone lines are open if you'd like to call in and, and talk about it and, and maybe give us a different perspective of, of how this can maybe hurt a, a, a season ticket holder. But from all the, the three bullet points of, of the umbrella approach, umbrella stance, whatever you want to call it, um, trying not to outprice families, uh, having the person next to you pay the same prices, and um, no no more deals that have been grandfathered in for for years. It, it all makes a whole lot of sense to me, and I, I think it's a really good initiative by Tennessee. Not everyone's going to be happy because there's going to be some people that that have not paid anything for years that will have to start. There were some. There will be some people that. Um, that want to go to football games and they want to go to basketball games, and you may play a little bit more just because that umbrella model is going away. And a little bit late to the party is being gracious. I mean, we are more than a decade late. And sometimes it's kind of good to get out out of the echo chamber and step back away from the mirror and kind of see things for what they are. We think things are going going a certain way and going good and everything is okay because we are, are in our own little bubble. But once you start to see, like, yo, what Clemson doing? Florida doing that? Ohio State's doing that? They doing that? They making what? And their fans are not good as our fans? Wait a minute, something ain't right. The numbers are not making sense. Let's look at the numbers. Oh, okay, here it is. The initial sting, I get the initial sting. Oh, ouch, it hurt. Ah, man, it's going to be a little bit more money. Or, oh, man, I'm not, I don't have my, my hookup deal that I, you know my family had for the last 10, 15 years. But after that initial feeling goes away, do you want what's best for the athletic program or do you want what's best for you? Because I can identify with having your individual priority as a wide receiver. Like, hey, man, I I caught five passes. I had two touchdowns, but you lost the game. So, yes, your individual finances are very, very important, and you got to make a decision that's best for you. But at the same time, the, the bigger picture, the athletic program needs to do what's best to be able to compete with all the other programs in the country. And this is this is the model to do so. So 
not everyone's going to be happy and thrilled um, initially, but understand that it is for the best um, long term of the athletic program, and that's that's all. That's what I gathered in the notes that I took, um, the release, and we'll continue to you know talk about this, and I'm sure we'll hear stories about how this is going to affect them positively and negatively. So, I, you know, I'm not I'm I'm not sitting here um, saying that everything is, is going to be great for every person in, with this new model, but I am saying in the long run, this could make the athletic program more profitable, better, and operating at full steam to what that way if Tony Vitello needs this upgrade, boom, it's done because you have been operating at a bigger budget because you've taken care of this problem that has been a problem for so long. We've just been kicking the can down the road. We've been kicking the can down the road for years. And I'm not talking about like two or three years. We're talking like over a decade. So it's about fixing it, and that's what they're doing. All right, let's go to the phones. And um, our telephone number is 865-255-03. Who we got? We've got Glenn. Glenn, good morning, Glenn. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? I'm I'm wonderful, Glenn. How are you, man? Hey, man, doing well. Hey, uh, when I was growing up, my parents did have tickets. And my dad, and I'll never forget him, now they're no longer here anymore, but I remember him telling me that to avoid the donation, he took out an insurance policy in the University of Tennessee's name for like $100,000. And so... He was grandfathered into where, no matter what, he would never have to make a donation. Well, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been oh, it might have been oh six or oh seven. They changed, or no, it was I don't know. Anyways, weren't one of those years where they changed something, and he had to change seats. Now he still didn't have to make a donation. He just had to change seats. We were in section G. We had to move. We moved over to, I think it was double X, fifteen or or something over there. But anyway. I'm just. I think this is a great thing, and, and you know, my dad might have disagreed with him. he'd been here, but I think this is a fantastic thing. And and I think you know, Denny White's going to have to make tough decisions, and these are one of those tough decisions. And and and, and you guys know in business, no matter what you do, it's not going to make everybody happy. Correct. But you got to do what's best for your business, and I think this is going to be great. So, short phone call, but just wanted to let you know. I, you know, my dad was part of that grandfather in thing, and. and um, but I think this is great, and uh, you know, it, it kind of helps me maybe to be able to to, to to purchase tickets down the road for for, for my family. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So thanks, thanks a lot, Glenn. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, and this is this is the stories that that, that I want to hear. This is the feedback that I want to get because I know this is going to affect uh, everyone differently. So um, this is this is important. All right, let's go back to the phones and let's get to Andy. Andy, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing this morning? Man, wonderful. Andy, how are you, sir? Doing good, my man. Uh, I want to echo that previous caller sentiment about it. Uh, in, in talking about Danny White, uh, I think there have been some things that he has done like this that I really love, or, or that he's getting credit for. Obviously, he's not the only person doing this. Um, but one thing I will say, uh, the man is not afraid to make decisions. Um and I appreciate that because even if I disagree with somebody, if they're passionate about the way they believe and they really stand behind it, that means a lot. And so far, his moves, I mean, there's been some I didn't like. I mean, I didn't like that 
Duke's mayonnaise bowl thing he signed up for. Uh, well, we're, I think we're a neutral side, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I didn't like that. I want more home. One against uh, so that, West Virginia? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like now that. Now, that, uh, just to clarify, that was a Philip Fulmer deal, not a Danny White deal. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I didn't like that, so I, I guess I'm glad that's not Danny White. Um, he did the baseball thing. He did, you know, where we were uh, out beside the game because, you know, I wasn't mad, but I was a little, you know, sad that I couldn't get into that. that uh, it was like Danny made it a lot better when we got to basically uh, fellowship for brotherhood outside the stadium uh, and just party out there. That was awesome. You know, I thought that was really cool. And it's the game day stuff going down now. and I mean, it's just. I feel like a lot of it's a lot more positive than it has been in the past in embracing the fans. It's a huge deal. But there is one other point um, of contention that's been on my mind, and it's not necessarily Danny White's fault. I'm, I'm sure he's trying everything he can. But there has been mention of uh, red tape with getting uh, the baseball stuff done, right, with uh, – the renovations and getting stuff built or whatever the plans are at this point, they keep changing. Um, but I know we've made points in the past about, and University of Alabama is the best at it, um, where they'll all pull together when they have to to take care of the, the sports that they care about. Well, baseball is something we value. And uh, especially after that last magical season, we're not, they're not all going to be that way. But, what can we do? How, who's holding this up? Who's who's putting, you know, things in their way? You know, what can we do to get past this? Is it local government? Is it state? What what's going on? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, right now, it's it's Tennessee trying to a figure out a a plan for Lindsey Nelson and what it wants to do long term. In the short term, there's been a a lot of underbelly work uh underneath the the stadium that that you that we don't don't really see uh, that impacts the players on a day-to-day the the weight room type things and just the, their space uh underneath the the stands is what has been a, a big focus this off season, and they'll continue to try to to, to work something out to not in terms of Tony Vitello versus Tennessee, but just everybody involved trying to figure out what's the best course of, of action going forward because there's not a ton of room uh, down there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And, and then you have to get it on the what's the, the, the city uh, building agenda. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're getting terms. permits and things yeah, like that so taken care of. That, that's been the biggest obstacle is, is, A, trying to figure out what you want to do, B, how you're going to go about doing it, raising money to do it, and then C, getting it on the agenda to be uh, approved by the city, the, the yeah. building council, or I don't know the technical there, terms, there, forgive me. There's been, um, like, being a stadium renovations that have just been approved to be able to, to do things. So you got to go get uh, permits and have to get you know, clearance to be able to start, just start building and knocking buildings down and walls down and building walls, things like that. So you know, that's all part of it. Also, the fundraising part is all also a part of it um, because you know, football is kind of the front porch, right, of the athletic program. And so there's not you know as many people as we want 
you know, lining up to, to drop checks, even though we have had a lot of people uh, make a commitment to baseball. And um, Andy's phone call, you know, one thing that stood out, he was like, man, we, we value, we value ba- uh, baseball. Now we do. That, because they're that, winning. Yeah, because, you know, that hasn't always been the case. Now we do. Tony Vitello is a big reason why. But, you know, now we value baseball. The baseball stadium wouldn't be in the, the, the condition that it's in today if we always value baseball. It, it, didn't, it didn't just end up like that overnight. It's been neglected. The can's been pushed down the road for years and years and years by previous administrations. And so now Danny White is having to basically, you know, pick this can up. And it's like, oh, oh, man, we are really behind. And, whoa, we got, you know, all this other stuff to worry about. And, oh, we got. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work for for Danny White. But I know he embraces it. It's a challenge. And uh, that's, why he took, that's why he took the job. Uh, because, you know, it's a challenge uh, for him and something that you know, I think that he thinks he, he can he can accomplish. Um, but, yeah, the whole game in Charlotte, I'm with you, Andy. I don't like it. I am tired of neutral site games. I want more home and homes. I think local businesses um, get a chance to benefit from the, the home games. Um, but that was kind of put in motion. And already done before Danny White got here. Just like the Army game was already done before Pruitt got here. That was a, a Dave Hart. Yeah. That was a Dave Hart deal. It just doesn't make sense to play neutral site games anymore unless you're getting a massive payday. Now, if if the Chick-fil-A opening kickoff game wants to throw several million at Tennessee, it, it obviously makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's a huge, huge stage for sure. 865-255-03. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. 
Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
around the SEC here on the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03. And, uh, Ben, what do we have today? Not a ton, so I'll uh, get out of the way quick, fast, and in a hurry so we can get to our guy, Big Orange Mac, on the Irish Network's hotline. Uh, Dan Mullen, when asked about Anthony Richardson yesterday on the SEC teleconference, said that he uh, anticipates him being ready to go by Saturday. Said he's looking good. We haven't really opened him up a lot. We've done more with him at practice this week than last week. I would think he'll be ready to go on Saturday. I wonder what gave it away that he that he was okay, Ben. Probably <laughs> the backflip. <laughs> Looking like Simone Biles out there. I wonder what gave it away. That that is right. And then uh, Nick Saban had a just a great great rant yesterday um, to the media. Did any of you play sports? Ooh. I mean, the coach is supposed to play the best players, right? Ooh. <laughs> he was asked uh, about Jalil Billingsley, the tight end at Alabama who can return kickoffs. Ooh. Who has apparently been in the doghouse throughout fall camp and throughout the first two games of the season and then finally played and played well against Florida. And he was asked, what did Jalil Billingsley do to see his role increase last week in the Florida game. So he he went on a rant from that question? Yeah, which which oh, was a little here go. In, interesting. Here you go, being extra. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He being extra. Oh, it's, it's sim- funny. Just a simple question. He had to, he had to be extra. Mm-hmm. He had to be extra. Did any of you play sports? I mean, the coach is supposed to play the best players, right? But maybe if you didn't play, maybe that's not something you quite get. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's, it's funny. It's, but man, it's, it's funny. He he's being a little extra. All right, let's get let's get to our guy, Big Orange Mac. Mac, good morning. Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Ben Jammin. How we doing? It's fine. Wonderful. Morning. Wonderful, my friend. Sorry to interrupt you, man. Wonderful. Uh, it's okay. Uh, before I go on my historical example, I know there's going to be some people out there that's going. to take what I say and run with it and take out of context what I'm about to say, okay? Let's go on ahead and get that out the way. Now, I have to admit I'm one that I don't like change very much, but when I sit and think about it, you know, it's for the best. Now, the historical example I'm going to use about change in life during the Civil Rights Movement uh you know, the old heads were comfortable with the way of life, living the old way of life because some things benefited them. Mm. Kind of like, you know, the ticket situation. You know, these old heads are getting hookups and whatnot. And, you know, you're, you're kind of outpricing the other people because they got to make up for your hookups mm. in prices. Okay? What the Civil Rights Movement did was get everybody on the equal plane, everybody on the same page, and, hey, we're all benefiting all of us for a brighter future, okay? With that being said, everybody's going to have to start pulling their weight. It's going to benefit us in the long run. It's going to benefit the program. And the more nice things we have, you know, 
we're going to be able to show up to games and take your family because, you know, I'm going to have to be honest with you, gentlemen. Uh, I i hadn't gotten season tickets in several years because I'm not going to waste my time and money to go up there because it takes a lot of money, especially when you got a family. It's just me. But folks with families with kids and wives and things, it's going to cost a nickel or two. So I'm not going to go up there, spend all this money, and – you see us get them cheeks clapped. I, I, I just I can't do it. And, and Mac, even if Tennessee was winning, the, for some families, it's still too much. It's still, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the money I, could be yeah. a difference maker, but for some people, it, it 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 may not even matter. It's just the price point was just too high. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, <laughs> the rent's too d high. You know <laughs> that yeah. old meme from back in the day. Uh, but you know, it, it, and the price of everything's going up. Fuel, food. Everything's going up. So uh, it's making it comfortable for the little man. And all you old heads is going to be upset. Get over it. And, you know, it's going to benefit everybody in the long run. Okay? So put on your big bar britches and get over it. Start pulling your weight. Gentlemen, that's all I got. Y'all have a great day and go big arms. Let's go get them gators. Thank you for the phone call. I saw something real good on the text box. And, um, Is what Big Orange Mac was speaking to. He says, and this is Vol fan, uh, which came in at 728, says the new model just makes it fair for everybody, which is a great thing. A lot of people don't like it when things are fair if they have been on the privileged side of things for a long time. People hate giving up their privilege. Those people need to get over it. And listen, being a, being a football player uh, at the University of Tennessee and living here in Knoxville, you know, I experienced some privilege on, on some things. Like, I really do. Imagine if there was a long line and someone was like, oh, hey, man, that's way, man. Come on, man, come on in here, man. Cut in front of all these people. Like, if I was the people that was being cut in front of, I'd be like, yo, man, this is this is BS. So, like, we've, we've, we've all kind of experienced somewhat privilege, and it's about putting that to the side and saying, all right, this is what's best for the bigger picture for the program. Um, and that's how I look at it. I think Vol fan makes a really good point. Um, as far as conversation we had, um, Ken called, not Ken, but uh, Andy called in talking about the baseball renovations and kind of what's going on there. A couple people added some, some good context on the text box and says, with all new state buildings, it has to go through state government committee within the state government and have to vote on it. The city permit process occurs during the design process once an architecture firm has been hired and designed the project. I believe that state committee uh, needs once a month or meets once a month or quarterly. That's John Kay from South Carolina. Vol fan says the state has to approve everything for Lindsey Nelson expansion. It's just not local permit. State approval takes longer. Um, Neil and Vol. Uh, 1989 says, you two are talking about this season ticket issue as people who don't personally buy tickets to go to these games. The anger about the the grandfather issues that UT made a deal with these donors at the time of that original donation. That deal was one-time donation, and then you had a lifetime opportunity to buy tickets for those seats. UT is breaking their word on a deal. So, yeah, 
when we say, when I said that there's going to be some people that are not happy about the New Deal, as expected. Like, Tennessee was expecting some folks to, to not like it. But the positive outweighed the negative. The benefits outweighed, you know, folks that were being upset. And, no, I I personally don't buy tickets like, like other people. That doesn't mean I don't understand what's going on and has been prepped on what 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 is changing i don't have the information it doesn't really matter uh i do i have the information about what's 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 taking place now love to hear the experiences from folks uh, how it's affecting affecting you um neil involved 1989 this is why we have a text box this is why we open up the floor we want to hear how it has affected you good or bad so the fact that i'm not Buying tickets like you really just doesn't matter to me. Um, giving you the platform to be able to share how you feel. Um, and I feel for those people. Yeah, for sure. That have been grandfathered in, as Neil and Vall says that, I mean, if, if Tennessee one time made a promise to me, if, hey, I, I make this donation of X amount of money, you don't have to worry about donations the rest of your life and, you're grandfathered in, and you're good to go on tickets for as long as you you want them, and then they come out however many years later and say, "Oh, we're not going to do that anymore." I can I can understand people being upset about that for sure, for sure. But I also understand where Tennessee is coming from, and and wanting to to revamp the ticket model because although it it may not be great for for some who are grandfathered in, it's it's what's in the best interest of Tennessee, and at the end of the end of the day, that's Danny White's job. Absolutely, and there's not like uh, we tend to like always have to like pick a side. Got to pick a side, either negative or or you or you or you or you. Or you uh, you're always positive, like you always got to pick a side. No, here I understand. Why someone like Neil Ball would be upset, which is what I said at the beginning of the show and have continued to say as we're having this conversation for those who are just joining us, I understand. But, but you have to do what's best for the program. So Neil Ball, yes, if, if UT made this deal to your family a long time ago and now they have to make these changes, yes, that, that deal has been broken. But at the same time, it is for the the betterment of the program long term, and that's and I think this this administration factored that in. Like this happened two thousand twenty one. Think about all the times before that the administration probably thought about doing this and knew that this was the right thing to do, but because they. Said make people mad and said, "Oh yeah, man, it's gonna break some deals. Let's just let's just not do it now. Let's kick the can down the road." They people knew that the numbers wasn't working out, <clears throat> that there was money being left on the table, that we were behind other programs. But because long time ago, some people that was in in power decided to make these these deals because they were thinking about present. They only had the present in mind. When you make decisions like that, you, you don't think about the long-term effects of that decision, of that promise. 
well, the long-term effects of that decision or that promise has negatively affected Tennessee and their earning potential, not being able to maximize it. So, totally get it. Not saying you're wrong. Just saying that, hey, Tennessee has to do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they can try to accommodate you the best way they can. Right. And that's, that's, that's something that uh, I was made aware of as, as well is, listen, you're, you're going to be the first ones that we try to, you know, we try to accommodate and, and, and try to um, get to a solution that's best, that's best for you. Because Tennessee understands you've been affected and understands what you was promised 25, 30 years ago. Well, but, but this ain't 25, 30 years ago. This well, is now. It, it even goes f- further back than that, as, as some people have pointed out on the text box, and rightfully so, some of these deals are are old, 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 old deals to where a grandparent has has passed away and has has been passed for a yeah, long and those, time. And those tickets are passed to current generation, and they don't pay anything. And that goes away as well. And, and feels like those type of deals are, are pretty outdated. So, mm-hmm. So Tennessee is doing what's in the best interest of Tennessee, and uh, unfortunately, it it comes with negatively impacting a certain amount of fans. Yep. So uh, let's go. Let's go to the phones. We've got David and Ackworth. David and Ackworth. David, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Hey. Um, Here's my thing. I live out of town. I, haven't, um, I I did the insurance thing that the guy called about earlier. did it years ago when I lived in Knoxville. This was 30 years ago, uh, early 90s. Um, it was a great deal. I mean, um, when I finally canceled them, they got the, uh, they got the amount of, of equity that I'd built up on the insurance policy. That, that ended up being my donation. So, uh, so I did donate, but it was kind of on the back end because I canceled the insurance policy. If I died, they would have gotten the 100000 and. And then got a higher donation. So found out pretty quickly. I was worth more dead than alive to the university, so I got the heck out of there. <laughs> um, the, um, here's my question about all this, because I'm assuming they've run numbers. I mean, I'd like to think those people over there are smarter than me, and they realize that, okay, the people that, that we're going to make mad, as you said, and aren't going to come back are going to be outweighed by, by the people who will be able to either afford to buy more, t- more tickets or – um, you know, we'll, we'll, they'll be able to get more donors in or whatever. I'm not sure what to do. Here's my question about this. That product on the field has been bad for 15 years. The timing of this is, is really, really uh, concerning for me as a fan because, um, guys, I don't know where we're going to be headed in the next few years. Um, our, 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 um, our schedule next year is not going to be as favorable as it is this year. Um, and, and this year, I mean, if things don't go well, we could be looking at four and eight and four, back to back to back four and eight. Hmm. Um, I guys, think, I think and, the schedule and, and is I, actually easier next year than this year. Well, um, home game against Ole Miss versus a road game against LSU. Is that, is that the, is that the trade off on the, on the non, on the, on the West game, but oh, whatever yeah. it, it, it it, I, I, yeah, I will say non-conference. It's about the same. Uh, we still play Pitt. We got to play Pitt on the road, which would be should be a more challenging game. But 
doesn't matter. I mean, the product that we're putting on the field right now, it's almost doesn't matter what our record is. I mean, we're, we're not competitive. So I'm just concerned that the timing of this is really bad, and the people who have, who have, have, who either them or their families have put money into this program, will I, and, and made the investment in the program, whether it was years ago or ten years ago, even or whatever. Um, you know, they're, they're they <laughs> if they don't show back up, and the families that they keep talking about that are going to be coming, if they don't come because the product on the field's bad, and they can sit at home and watch everything for free, as opposed to even spending instead of two hundred, they're going to they can spend two hundred twenty and get into the game. They're going, heck, I don't want to spend 120 to see that product. He's got, he's hitched his wagon to, they are now locked arm in arm. If Josh Heupel doesn't get the job done in the next few years, you're going to see 60,000 fans. Heck, you may see it this year. You're going to see 40,000 Georgia fans in our stadium this year. You're going to see 40 or 50,000 fans, uh, Alabama fans in our stadium next year. Um, you know, I'm just afraid we're going to turn into Vanderbilt very quickly. Uh, we saw a lot of Pittsburgh fans show up this year, and Pittsburgh fans don't come to their own stadium. Um, I'm just really concerned about the timing of this. I would understand this completely if we were talking about two years later, Josh Heupel had things rolling, things were looking good, um, and, and, and then you made this move. I mean, let's face it, why, why, why were we not looking at building a new baseball stadium five years ago? The product on the field stunk five years ago. So it seems like to me we're putting a little bit of the cart before the horse here, guys, and, and we, are, we are trying to improve the situation of revenue, and that's what this is all about, guys, and I understand. You can talk about fair and equitable and all this stuff. They've looked at the numbers, and they said, we're going to make more money doing this, we don't really care if we make, make up people upset. We're going to make more money doing this than what we've been doing. And that's fine. That's what Danny Watt should be doing. Mm-hmm. He has to make those tough decisions. He's going to be the villain in, 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 in this in a lot of people's eyes. And, hey, I, re, I applaud him for being willing, being willing to do that. But let's face it, he's got an $8 million parachute out of here if things don't go well. So what does he care? So LSU next – the schedule – Next year is easier. LSU, Ole Miss is a better football team than LSU. Home or away, really doesn't matter. Um, as far as as far as you know, the other points, we got to take the top of our break. And you raised some really good points. Really good points. I disagree, but there were some really good points. And um, I'll touch on some of those uh, when we come back from the top of our break. Stay with us. <laughs> 